How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast that marries your two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. My name's Dr. That's right. Nicholas Manning. You can find me on Twitter at DR underscore N Manning. I am joined by my favorite co-host. Yes, I don't care if it was just his birthday. He's not here, so he don't count. John Cronenberg. You can find him on Twitter at John K NFL. You can find the podcast at orange underscore and underscore brew. Before we kick things off, I did want to say thanks to the followers on Twitter. We crossed the 1800 barrier. It's also a very good tequila. Um, so we appreciate you, appreciate you listening and and connecting with us. So with that in the out the way, John, how are you doing, man? man? I'm doing really well. Uh, you know, want to say happy birthday, obviously, to JT. Uh, but like you said, he can't be here and you know what? So it's, it's our party now and we're going to, yeah, yep. yeah, you know, it's what? Our party. Um, you know, the parents still got to work. And yeah. So and, and like you said, uh, it's great to cross the 1800, uh, kind of threshold and we, you know, everyone, I, I really appreciate it as well. It's been a, uh, it's been a fun ride since I've joined here. Honestly, it's, it's been a different experience compared to some of the other podcasts and I just enjoyed so much. It's, it's something that I just have to let you all know that uh, I appreciate being able to do really. And when you guys listen and give us feedback, that means the world. Uh, besides that, you know, it's it's Thursday. It's it's May the 4th be with you. Uh, everyone's kind of enjoying their Star Wars stuff going on right now. As a Star Wars geek, this is, you know, a great day for me, honestly, uh, just seeing all the memes and stuff. So I mean, I'm just kind of enjoying all the the NFL memes with Star Wars kind of going together and colliding. It's just the best of both worlds for me. So uh, having a fun day. Definitely. What about yourself? How's your week been? Yeah. You know, my sister-in-law so. Uh, JT's birthday is yesterday. Yeah. Jackie, brains behind the operation. Is, uh, her birthday is today, so her birthday, Jackie. And, uh, you know, it's been good. Got to hang out with the littlest one today. Picked her up from preschool. She even said, Dad, I missed you today. It just, that's such oh. nice to hear. Yeah. Three-year-old yeah. telling you she misses you. I don't even care if she means it. So, um, you know, whatever that might be, it works out. So, um, it makes my heart happy. That's for sure. And so with that, I uh, had our last soccer practice of the spring season yesterday. Uh, my son finished my, both my sons finished their T-ball and baseball games Tuesday, respectively baseball finished undefeated. I'm carrying that flag into the summer. So I'm going to take over that team, the bananas. Uh, so I'm excited about <laughs> that. Uh, I think it will go fantastic because I'm dope. Um, and I got some feeder out on the grass before it rained, which it's starting to come down right now. Chess, not checkers, people. Make sure you take that was, care of your lawn. 
Yeah, I know. Right now, it, you know, turning on the water, trying to find, find someone for that, it's actually a little bit yeah. difficult. So, yeah, get it done. So you gotta, you gotta get it done. Uh, you know, be smart. And yeah. uh, other than that, things are going going gravy. So as we walk into kind of post draft, we we you and I broke down the the Broncos draft last pod. You came up with a tremendous idea of well, what about everyone else? I didn't care about talking about anyone else, but you're super smart. So what we're going to do is we're going to go around the AFC West. We're going to talk about the draft results for the Broncos arch rivals, discuss what we liked about their draft, what we didn't like. Uh, and then, you know, maybe a, a, a little bit there. And then our second segment today, previewing it a little bit, uh, we are going to discuss the Broncos depth chart, uh, post some moves, some cool international moves too, that I know that we'll want to talk about a little bit. That, that was fun. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I really like that program. So we'll talk about that, you know, and then maybe what are some of the holes left open and, and maybe some names that we think could help contribute. So before we go again, I am uh, on my eating plan. So I am going to pop open this wild basin heart seltzer. So this is the berry sober, sorbet, mm. sorbet, sorbet. Um, yeah, there you go. So again, hundred calories, uh, 5%. So I'm the last time we recorded, I'm down three pounds since then. So wow. Got to keep riding it, uh, working my butt off. I'm going on runs a day and then splitting that up with some uh, good lifting sessions. So, um, you know, trying to get them traps big. So when it's yeah. tank top season, you know, Ooh. it's like it's like your tank top sits on a on a hanger rack. Yeah, your wife uh, is going to be, be uh, shooting off the months. other ladies. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 in a couple months. I'm trying to trying to be that 40 year old that people are like, oh, you're wow, you're 40 now. Wow, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're only 40. So. I'm doing my best, so uh, bear with me that we're not at back to the beer yet. But again, it's alcohol, so hopefully you enjoy. It. Pop that. Top yeah, and uh, I know Raul is going to be sending some uh, different beers from from Texas to us, and I'm excited about yeah. that. So yeah, we're gonna um, get some uh, different, some taste different, ones, yeah, different, different layout. Representation. I'm really excited about the idea we got about that, so it'll be yeah. uh, it'll be a good time. So I'm going to uh, sip this berry while we get into it. I think I ruined the pop, didn't I? I spoke oh, over when you popped it. That was the you know word. that was a, a sense Ooh. there. This one's good. Some extra really? flavor in it. That's not too bad. All right. First up in our um, hated division rivals review period is the Kansas City Chiefs. So they had pick 31 in round one. So they drafted Edge Rusher, Felix, and Aduke Ozama out of Kansas State. That was beautiful. Uh, yep. Thank you. Uh, you heard the first one. So uh, you know that I worked on it. I- I'm uh, not round, there yet. <laughs> round two, pick 55. Uh, wide receiver Rasheed Rice, someone we've talked about on this pod before yes, out have. of SMU. One of my guys, Wayne Morris, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, round three, pick Definitely nine. want to talk about him a little bit with you. Yeah. Uh, round four, pick 119, defensive back Shamari Connor out of Virginia Tech. Uh, round five, pick 166, edge BJ Thompson, Stephen F. Alston. Stephen F. Okay. Um, round six, pick 194, defensive tackle Keandre Coburn out of Texas, and then Nick Jones, cornerback out of Ball State. I really like uh, yeah. Jones. Uh, round seven, two pick, pick two fifty. So maybe give me your overall synopsis. Did you like it? Didn't like it? And then maybe some uh, uh, a pick that you really loved, and maybe a pick that you would hard pass on. This is uh, again another one of those Chiefs drafts where they're just they're just restocking and getting better. 
um, preparing, you know, we, you've spoken about this a lot uh, about the pipeline, making sure you're set up for the future. And I, I really think that's something that uh, I've started to, you know, gravitate towards and starting to understand when it comes to these drafts and, and setting up again for the future, thinking ahead two, three years. And I think the Kansas State Chiefs, again, are doing that when they're, again, going with the, your edge from, from Kansas State. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. It's just not in me. Uh, but again, I think once uh, that's just another you know, weapon for them on the defense. And if you can essentially get to the quarterback as the Kansas City Chiefs and and stop um stop a team from from you know being able to rally at, at the later ends of the game like they're you know like most teams are going to have to mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs are going to close out a lot of games again the, you know if he gets to the quarterback changes it three and out you know it's it's already they're down seven you can't deal with that otherwise though um I, I you know again the I'm not a big fan of uh, Corbin, honestly. Uh, Corbin, excuse me. Um, yeah, just because you know, for me, he's a little too short. He's a he's he's a stout guy. He's strong, but for me, he's just a little too short. And I think um, I think he's going to get bullied a little bit. So I think Corbin is someone that is would have been a nice interior guy if he just had a little more a little more height to him. And uh, so that's kind of my initial thought. I agree, though, Nick Jones. Who nice? Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, you hit it. I, they are doing something right there, which um, which frustrates me. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, but you can see too a little bit of 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 how they're looking, right? So they're they're going to continue probably to pepper their their kind of restocking of the wide receiver room with second round picks. You know, maybe stop trying to aim for big flashy wide receiver ones. That's we'll a good point. Steady Eddies. And, uh, you know, let Patrick Mahomes be Pat Mahomes. Uh, I, and, and they went edge rusher with their first pick back-to-back year. So, Karlafis, uh, Karlaf, for Kulaf, uh, that guy, uh, last year. And then, again, attacking that twice this year. So, first-round pick and then back again, um, kind of a sleeper pick in B.J. Thompson uh, project, uh, but, a, but a good selection. And then the developmental offensive tackle, Wade Morris, who – Size, uh, athleticism is all there. Former five-star recruit. Yeah. If anyone's going to get anything out of them, it's going to be a you know it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. So opportunity to um, to sit behind Donovan Smith, who uh, you were on it about that signing yesterday. So overall, uh, I like it. I think they're doing some really good stuff, which is super frustrating uh, yeah. for me. But is is Morris fan. enough? for their offensive line. Are they keeping up with the offensive line enough? That's my question. Their interior offensive line mm-hmm. is is set. You got a few guys in Tooney, uh, one of the best in the game. Yeah. Uh, Humphreys as your center, you're doing well there. Um, and I think they're, they're very well, very well off, honestly. Um, so yeah, I like, I like inter- the adjustment. Juwan Taylor, we'll see if he's able to, uh, to, to jump back on the left side. They're definitely paying him to and planning with has his athleticism that he can do it um again that's a, a good what if so we shall see or you know does the signing of donovan smith identify maybe that they're going to leave Jawan taylor at right tackle or give them flexibility you know do you switch both of them uh it looks like they're out on uh, lucas niang who was a former third round pick and so i think that this is kind of a new version of that for this team yeah. If it were me, I think that there has to be kind of one open project 
position on your offense. You just can't. You can't go out and pay everyone everything. Uh, you know, they they struck it with a seventh round running back who's not going to make much for a, for an additional three years. You got to kind of hit on some of those because you're paying your your quarterback and your tight end so much money. So is it enough? Is he enough? Maybe the the tools are there for him to be enough. Could he slip into that role permanently next year? He could. He could also flop and be another Lucas Nyang who they're ready to punt on. But I think they'll keep with the strategy and then you have to plan that Pat Mahomes can, you know, if he knows where there's one leak on the offensive line, at least he knows where that is versus, you know, there's too many holes to plug. You're the, you're the sailor on the boat, right? With, uh, with two arms, two legs, and there's six holes and you can only plug four of them. And so uh, I think that that should be an issue. However, when you're picking in the back end of round one, you know, they didn't make a lot of moves to go up or anything like that. So maybe next year, you know, could they target a, a starting right tackle move up in the first round or something like that? They could. You saw them be really creative in getting Orlando Brown. Uh, so they are willing to do that. So I think it's an option for them for sure. Uh, but overall, I think it's I think it's a good draft. It wasn't eye opening, but again, some more building blocks, right? Just some some more yeah. pieces to that puzzle. And, and for me, real quick on on Jawan Taylor, I, I honestly I know they're going to put him at left tackle. They're going to make that switch. It's all about you know frame of mind when you're giving a tackle a certain amount of money. Um, and they're going to make that switch and it's going to be difficult for the, those guys to switch how they're doing their footwork. you you, if you've done it for years, you're accustomed to saying your feet a certain way, you, you, whatever you do in life, if you know, the way you drive, you get accustomed to doing things a certain way, where you rest your arm, how you do that. Um, and it's similar when it comes to footwork, uh, where you put your, your anchor foot, how you are able to get stability. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if these guys are going to be able to translate that immediately. Obviously, they have camp to do that. But like you said, again, Mahomes, he's kind of an artist. He, with a good interior offense line, go to the strong side a little bit. Just He can subtly move in the pocket, which is just devastating, to be honest, uh, when he's able to just make those small adjustments that maybe some other quarterbacks can't do uh, with his physical traits. So um, even though I think offensive tackle is one of their weaknesses that teams can take advantage of, I think Patrick Mahomes may negate it, like you said, which is very difficult and frustrating. Yep. Yep. So hopefully they stumble. Um, you know, not root injuries on them, but I just hope they underperform. You know, take a, yeah. take a break. Take a break. It's boring. Yes, it's so been we'll, fun. Yeah, but it's let's been go fun. On. Now we're going to flip to an organization that um, hasn't won much in the Los Angeles, don't call me San Diego Chargers. So with pick 21 in round one, Quentin Johnston, Wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, pick two, or round two, pick 54. Edge rusher, Tuli, Tui Poloto. Poloto. Tui Poloto. No, Tui Poloto. Gosh dang it. Oh, uh, I love him. Again. But again, these are names yeah. that, again, once I start hearing during yeah. the games, then it becomes easier. Okawebanam, again, it became easy once you heard it once, and then you knew it. But it's it's a little more difficult Tui when it's Poloto. going through the draft. Tui Poloto. Truly, I, I love that. Oh, and I, yeah, I think he's a really good player. Can play with his hand in the dirt. We talked about him. I think he he's a good contributor. Yes, um, Dan Henley, a guy that I think you really liked. Or at least yes, he's a, he's a, he's a great inside State. line off ball. Yeah, uh, uh, off ball linebacker around three pick eighty five. Darius Davis, the other receiver, uh, in round four out of TCU with pick one twenty five. Offensive lineman Jordan McFadden. It's a little short. 
at six two, um, but uh, but really experienced pick one fifty six in round five out of Clemson. Uh, round six, pick two hundred defensive tackle Scott Matlock, um, solving mysteries over there at Boise State. <laughs> round seven, pick two thirty nine, your guy quarterback Max Duggan. Wow, they are the uh, uh, what did what did Schefter say? Right, the the Los Angeles Horn Frogs. Yeah, they went to the TCU. Well, um, I'll, I'll I'll take a stab at this one first. Go for it. Um, I think Johnston is a good player. I think he is Mike Williams. Uh, with probably a little bit more breaking game breaking ability, kind of like uh, um, you know, Demaris Thomas had on some bubble screens, things like that. I think he fits that kind of mold. So I like him as a player. I think he's redundant in that size, but you also have to plan that both of the one, if not both of those guys, won't be there next year. They are combining, I think, to count seventy million dollars against the cap in uh, in in both. Uh, Mike Williams and help me out here, Keenan Allen. So yep. one, if not both, those bros got to go, and so I think Johnston would be a good, you know, good number three to move to a number two this year. Moves to number one next year. Um, Tui Pelotu, I like him. I think he's a. Uh, uh, I think Khalil Mack probably won't be there next year. Joey Bosa gets hurt all the time, so I think that that's a nice, um, a nice pick there. Henley, I think will fill. They let. Their inside linebacker, Kenneth, yeah, Kenneth Murray. Uh, Kenneth they didn't Murray's pick up in his doghouse. Yeah, then, he didn't. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, and then was it Alani Goldman? Um, or who was the the safety that they converted uh, to linebacker? But th- that one isn't really working either. They're having some issues. At, yeah, you know, outside so the front. They really, the yeah, front. they really need to. So they brought in um, Eric Kendricks, who I think is still a good player. I think that'll be a nice inside linebacker duo. Um, however, games usually aren't won based on having stellar linebacking core anymore um but you know round pick we, we talked about with the broncos with uh um, with with um drew sanders that sometimes like you know you just you make the pick that's on the board and he's a really good player the rest of their draft uh mm, mm, uh darius davis didn't do much special against Ruby i'm gonna disagree Dallas. with you on darius oh yeah davis. okay um, in my opinion and uh, I think Jordan McFadden is a nice round, you know, depth tackle. Probably not going to crack the starting lineup anytime soon. Max Duggan probably won't amount to anything in the NFL. And Scott Matlock, don't even know who that is. Yeah. I, I feel you. I'm going to be honest with you here. I love the the Quentin Johnston pick. Um, I feel like just like we, what you said, in terms of uh, – what he can do very similar to that Demarius Thomas kind of player. And uh, I know that's somewhat sacrilegious. I, I'm not tr- trying to say he has the same ability, but in that time, when, like you said, he has that ability to take screens and then go ahead and mm-hmm. boom, take them, take them and, and go to the house kind of thing. Um, so I really like what he brings. I think it's different what, what Allen and Williams bring, but like you said, they got to figure out what's going to do with that pay, especially what you said, 70 million. My, my gosh. Um, besides that, you know, um, I did want to talk about Darius Davis. I think he's yeah. um, an under underrated return man, but he also has some good skills when it comes to uh, receiving. I think, again, he's just a nice contributing player in the fourth round that you get special teams value uh, out of that, again, can be your receiver um, who is, is in my mind, um, 
he, he's faster than his 40 dictates. His 40 would not dictate someone you see as, you know, fast. I think it was like, you know, four, eight, even maybe it, it was, he wasn't a RAS guy. I'll just say that. But uh, for me, I'm throwing out all the RAS stuff now uh, to me. It's all, it's all done. I don't need any more athletic stuff. I don't need to hear much of that. Um, I'm done with that. When it comes to Tuli Pelotu, uh, again, great person who can possibly replace Mac. But again, until then, you you can decide if you want to, you know, do you put him on the interior side, have him gain some weight? He can be someone who can hold down the four and the five tech. Do you have him be there at the same time with Joey Bosa or something like that with Mac? You can have all three on the field uh, to have a really stellar pass rush on, on third downs, let's say. And if not, again, you can have him at your edge position and have them develop. Um, yep. So that's really important when it comes to McFadden. Again, he's just a little bit shorter, but he, he did phenomenal things at Clemson. Uh, so move him inside, or if you decide to try to develop him outside, I think at least um, it's someone worth a developmental pick. Maybe the fifth round was a little bit too early for me personally. I had other guys ahead of him, but again, I don't, I don't know if they're going to put him outside or kick him inside. If you kick him inside, I think he has more value. Yeah. Um, Besides that, again, I think they, you know, I, I think the San Diego Chargers set themselves up well. Honestly, I think this was a, a good draft. I, I'm personally a fan of it, um, and I, and again, that's one of those things where I, I hate to say that I'm a fan of these drafts, but it it was sure. solid. Yeah, you know what? I, again, to me, it's not a they won the draft day kind of draft. You know, there's right. not not too much shiny in there, but good. I, you know, I like those first three picks. Uh, there are impact positions for this team specifically. You know what? Maybe you sold me a little bit on Darius Davis. We shall see. Um, you know, and, and if they get rotational um, depth pieces out of the last two or three, you know, maybe Max Duggan is a good uh, situational player can come in. Nah, you know, I have to be honest. On Doug- I have to be honest with Duggan. When you said he was my guy, I love him in college. He's not yes. my guy in the NFL. No, he's terrible. He just isn't. Um, he isn't it. No, he's not it. But. You know, can he come in and run some junk at the goal line? Um, maybe. You know, be is he open to being what Tim Tebow should have been? Uh, maybe. You know, maybe. But uh, overall, I think a solid draft. I think you would agree. Now moving to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who um, yeah picked at round one, pick seven. Uh, it was Tyree Wilson, freak of nature, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. However, one hit wonder. Make sure we, we hit that one. Round two, pick 35, tight end Michael Meyer. Not Michael Myers. He's not killing anyone out of Notre Dame. Uh, round three, pick 70, defense tackle Byron Young. Not Brian Young, who was a tremendous player for the 49ers yesteryear out of Alabama. Round three, pick 100, wide receiver Trey Tucker out of Cincinnati. Round four, pick 104, cornerback uh, Jacorian Bennett out of Maryland. Round four. Four, pick 135, quarterback Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. Round five, pick 170, safety Christopher Smith out of Georgia. Round six, picks, pick 203, linebacker Amari Bernie out of Florida. And then round seven, pick 231, defensive tackle Nesta Jade Silvera out of ASU. Thoughts? How did you feel about what the Raiders were able to do on draft day? Yeah, I mean, uh, I believe they uh, traded out of their first slot, and then they got the, they got Tyree Wilson later. No, is this just? Am I no, reading that that's wrong? Just, that's just a blip in the okay. in the, in what they put on that screen. Okay, right, forgive right, me right. there. Um, forgive it. 
Uh, so again, Tyree, when it comes to Tyree, Tyree Wilson, I'm a fan of him. I wasn't, you know, I, I think he's a good player. Is he a top 10 guy? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, he doesn't set my world on fire. He's not someone who I would pound the table for. I know a lot of people had him ranked as the second best overall edge. And uh, again, for, for me, he was just kind of, he was almost there, but I just didn't feel it as much as a top 10 pick. Um, when it comes to Michael Meyer, I, I really like the guy. He can go ahead and pre- replace Waller, which is it was a must. And you're getting him in round two where most people thought he would be a first round selection. Again, I think he's a good pass catching weapon and a, a willing blocker. Uh, round three from going on, it's kind of a mess for me. That's where it's it's getting issues. Uh, Byron Young uh, was a, is you know he was great at, at Alabama, but they thought most people thought it was Young from Tennessee, the, the a different Young, um, because they did not expect Byron Young to go so early out of Alabama. He was more of a mm-hmm. for some people a fifth round pick, but you know sixth seventh he was a day three guy. So I think that was a huge reach reach for Byron Young. Um, again, he comes from a good good background but he has to be a part of the team and is that is that defensive line ready for him to be a part of and assimilate uh i don't really know and i don't i don't think he can do it without a team around him trey trey tucker good wide receiver top 100 i don't think so i really don't um and again we're talking about you know uh Bennett, another cornerback that they went after from maryland a raz guy very impressive on on you know in his shorts didn't see it on the field um Aiden O'Connell you know again some good things out of Purdue but fourth round I really don't think you're going to develop much out of him that seems just kind of uh like a moot kind of pick to me Christopher Smith is someone I liked but again day day three more late towards the the end of the draft so I felt like they they reached quite a bit on a lot of these picks and I'm, I'm kind of happy with it so uh, this one doesn't doesn't bother me they got somewhat better maybe but you know, this would be one of my lower grades from the whole entire draft. What about you? Yeah. Um, Tyree Wilson is going to be a boom or bust. Yes. He is a, a physical specimen who put it together at the end. Uh, again, played in the big, well, not necessarily known for uh, powerhouse defenses. And Texas Tech has not been an, a defense that has really produced a ton of talent. That said, you're playing against some pretty good offenses. So we shall see with that pick. I think it will either be tremendous or it will be a failure. I don't think it will be anywhere in between. I think Mayer was a phenomenal pick. He is a day one contributor uh, with Darren Waller going to the Giants. I think that that, it's hard to say. I think the way that that McDaniels wants to use the tight end, I think that that will be an upgrade. He'll be able to play in line, uh, he can match up outside. I think that, to me, is the gem of this class for sure. Uh, Byron Young is a good player, probably two rounds too early. Uh, Trey Tucker, um, yeah, uh, I'd like Corey and Bennett. I think he'll he could be a pretty good feisty corner uh, for them. Aiden O'Connell has a chance to be a, a long time backup, uh, who the Broncos were linked to. Christopher Smith uh, lacks in measurables, in my opinion, to be a real contributor. But at round five, you know, if he comes in and plays really good special teams and and can pick you up, and uh, you know, in sparing minutes on defense, eh? Uh, Amari Bernie is just a guy. Uh, so is Silvera. So this is my lowest. Yeah, I'm lowest on this. 
I think that there was really good opportunities for the Raiders to to really have an exciting class. I don't know why they think their offensive line is as good as they think it is. I think they had some opportunities to really invest in that so, group. Real didn't qu- at all. question: What's your thought on Miller at, as their uh, kind of their anchor of their offensive line, essentially? Um, to, to me, I, I really do like him. Honestly, I think he's been been very solid for them for years and a little bit undervalued. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's time to get him some deals and get, get him paid a little bit of Colton Miller. He might have to get paid a little bit later, but like you said, right tackle interior offensive line. I'm not ready to say anything is fantastic. No, I, you know, I think Colton Miller is a good player. Um, they, they, you know, they paid him a couple seasons ago, so he's making okay money for, for who he is and where he's at. Yeah, but you know those guys get get antsy. It's yep. it's just we're oh, we're sure. so used to seeing Absolutely. it now. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then giving all that money to the Jacoby Myers when you had a chance at most receivers. I actually had a chance, I think, at all the receivers at seven. Uh, you could have really, really helped out your team that way. Um Dylan Parham, third round pick last year. I think he, he showed fairly well. Andre yeah. James, center, eh. Alex Bars, right guard, eh. Um, and right tackle, I thought it was going to be Brandon Parker, I, honestly. Yeah, Brandon, he just hasn't amounted to anything. Um, Ilamuno, Ilamuno, I don't know if the if the R is solid there. Uh, I think he's a better guard than tackle. He's actually played pretty well at right tackle. I think that could have been a guy that they moved in. Um, and then you know looked at really getting a, a stud to play. Uh, to play tackle, so I think they really missed. Honestly, they have Moody still. I could put they could put him in at left guard. I mean, let, let's be honest; he's he's they just could. as good as some of the lower guys. Yeah, I, I would say, um, you know. And then looking at their secondary, um, dear goodness gracious! So, you know, Duke Shelley starting left corner. Um, you know, Nate Hobbs is a pretty good player in the nickel. David Long. Uh, junior is penciled in as the right corner starter, Marcus Epps. Um, not even the best Epps, in my opinion, um, as their strong safety. And then uh, their linebackers are, eh, uh, you know, Belial Nichols. But they went ahead and grabbed um, Bogan Meyer again. Yeah. They they made sure to get one of our players because, you, you know, uh, their yeah. special teams, they, they love to take what we have and, and kind of repeat yeah, it. and. True. And true. recycle that. That's McDaniel's way. That is the McDaniel's way. So, uh, you know, it looks like we, we really like what the Chiefs did, like what the Chargers did. Uh, pass on the Raiders. And, uh, you know, I think the Broncos fit uh, kind of in the that tier. I would give them all if I were to give them grades. The You know, the top three classes, Bs, you know, some, some grade of a B. And I think the Raiders come in the rear like a C plus or something. Yeah. Um, you know, Tyree Wilson could... If he if he booms, this class is gonna be phenomenal. If he tanks, um, and your best is uh is a good tight end, uh yeah, that's rough. But we're gonna go ahead and pause here and then we're gonna come back, look at the Broncos depth chart, and then discuss any free agents uh, or other position or other options to to come and contribute in some of the areas that maybe need to be addressed. So hold on one moment and we will be right back.
And welcome back for our final segment as I continue to sip on this wild basin right here. So I'm going to look at the Broncos depth chart brought to you by, uh, this is not an official sponsorship, but just feel like saying it that way, ourlads.com. You can find them. I really like how they set up their depth chart. Uh, so in my opinion, most of the starting, the starting 22 has been set in stone. Really a doubt that we see any of the, uh, the rookies really crack that. Will they crack the rotation? Hopefully. Um, but, uh, but I don't think it, there's any danger of, uh, of veterans losing their, their jobs as of yet. However, uh, let's go ahead and break it down the way that they have it listed. We'll say what we agree with, don't agree with, but uh, what are some of the areas that we have some concern? So uh, the three wide receiver set uh, running, you know, 11 personnel, uh, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jared Judy, which I think we all would agree if all of them remain on the roster. Those are probably the three that would come out traditionally. Uh, offensive line from left to right, you got Garrett Bowles, Ben Powers, Lloyd Cushenberry the third, Quinn Miners, and Mike McGlinchey. Tight end as of now, uh, Greg Dulcich, but definitely could see uh, Troutman or Manhurts uh, in that um, either starting and or if they go to uh, two tight end sets, which I bet that they will do a lot. Uh, Russell Wilson, the starter until otherwise noted. And then they have Devontae Williams penciled in as the starter. Obviously, if healthy, he's starting. If healthy is the question. So Samaj P. Ryan would right now be uh, RB1. And then fullback. Michael Burton, Michael, don't call me Batman Burton. Um, he is the the fullback, unrestricted free agent of Kansas City, formerly with the Saints. And then on defense, a left defensive end uh, across the board. So Zach Allen, DJ Jones, and Jonathan Harris, they have lined up here on the right side on our lads, who we talked about over the last four games last season, really showed out well, played pretty well. Uh, throughout his time being able to have an opportunity. So that's someone they really like much more than we had talked about. Baron Browning on one edge, Ryan and Gregory on the other with Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell uh, at the inside linebacker positions. Pat Sertan, the second. And Damari Mathis, your starting corners. Caden Stearns and Justin Simmons, your starting safety crew with Kwan Williams uh, at your nickelback. And then we have Riley Dixon and Brandon McManus as your uh, kicker punter. And then long snapper as of now, Mitchell Fraboni. And with Montreal Washington at the returner spots, which I think we both can say we shall see. So maybe yeah. some thoughts real quick. What are your, you know, looking at this, what do you feel good about? And what do you think would be an area that you would address if you were GM John Cronenberg? So first of all, I feel very comfortable at wide receiver. Uh, you know, it took me a few days, but I've really settled into the idea of, of Mims coming in here and being able to stretch the field and do some different things. I think, again, he can come in supplementally um, when the guys need a breath or have plays that are specifically, you know, drawn up for him uh, again. And you can have KJ Hamler and him kind of be, you know, in that role. So whoever, whoever's available, you know, can take that, those plays. Um, so I really do like the wide receiver options um, and, and they have, you know, a good set of depth. Uh, so I, I'm happy there. Uh, when it comes to some of the other guys, though, like when it gets down there, do you think uh, guys like Kendall Hinton, you know, just because personally I, he's been f so important for the Broncos in terms of the fans, do you think he's still going to be on this roster? No. No, I don't either. And I think that's going to be hard yeah. for fans to accept. I, I think it's just a sm it's, it's, it's just a subtle thing for fans. 
Yeah, you know, I, to be honest, a really good receiving room probably doesn't have Kendall Hinton in it. A pretty good yeah. one does. A really good one does not. Yeah. So I like Kendall Hinton. I think he's made himself into a really good player. I think that this group. That's how you develop a player, though. I mean, that yeah, you took him exactly from, from a you know. Wake Forest quarterback to a wide receiver, you know, went to transition. Yeah, a tradable asset. Everything. It's Trinity yeah. Benson, et cetera. If you can move him good point. a five, six, seven, something like that, I think you do that. Um, That's a great point. Or, Again. you know, Kendall Hinton is your five, six, seven receiver. And, you know, it makes Montreal Washington. We already talked about that. I think he better ball out in camp. Yes, but I you agree. have Jalen Virgil, you have Brandon Johnson, who uh, were darlings before. Uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey is essentially kind of a big, in blocking, uh, tough special teamer who can play receiver, familiar with the offense. So he's going to be a, a name to to reckon with, as will Marquez Callaway. So I I think if everyone's healthy, you have tradable assets, whether that's Kendall Hinton, you, know, you trade off the back end of the roster because you don't feel the value is there for someone like Cortland Sutton or KJ Hamler or, you know, Kendall Hinton is a, is a good reliable wide receiver four and or five. And then you're able to move on from KJ Hamler or Cortland Sutton. So I think it really gives options. I think that this is a tradable asset room. However, uh, I do also believe that you can never have enough good players. So if the value isn't there, I'd rather have disgruntled receivers sitting on the bench that you have at your disposal than uh, selling them off for nothing. And then yeah. you run into a place where you are, um, you know, where the Broncos were at the end of last year when they are, you know, Frey Swain and uh, and guys like that. So I do, I agree with you. I feel good about the receiver room. Uh, where on offense would you address? What would be an area that you think could or should be something to look at? Like you've been kind of uh, pounding the table with that, uh, that tackle who can be that swing guy. I think with, there's definitely some issues there. You have to be concerned with Garrett Bowles being 31 years old when he starts the, the season. Um, you know, he's coming off a, a major injury. How, how is he going to come back here? I, I really do believe in Garrett Bowles quite a bit, but again, often injuries, um, you need someone who can be that guy. And uh, at this point, I see it as Quinn Bailey's job at this point, Quinn Bailey is going to be more of that. One of those guys who, can swing from his again uh interior offensive line being a guard to outside to being that tackle um at this point i think again quinn bailey is the best option for that and that has me somewhat you know trepidatious with uh yeah. feeling that honestly uh you know again i really like what quinn bailey was able to do in these past two years i think a few times he got the game ball because again he came in here he, he he really worked hard was able to ball out a few times but um, it, it is a concern when he is your guy for the interior as a backup and your guy for the outside as a backup. And I yep. don't have, and I, I have him above that Waddenberg for your, again, your guards as well. So Quinn Bailey is my guy right now. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, you know, I think depth will be huge. I think Alex Palszewski, Palszewski, I'm going to go with that. Uh, the Illinois. college free agent out of Illinois, a uh, RAS score of 7.73. So not too bad. Six, six, three Oh three, really good 10 yard split, uh, elite 10 yard split at uh 9.9 or sorry, 1.75, which would have him in the 99.6 percentile. And then his sh- shuttle was 4.58, uh, which is in the 88th percentile. Maybe seventh percentile. So uh really good. I think in, in that aspect, seven point seven four three cone, 
uh, which would put him like in the 65-67 range. So overall good agility, good speed, which you only really need your offensive lineman to run um, 10 yards. If he has to run 40 yards, something's weird. Um, and so I think he was a draftable prospect. Smart guy, you know, play to get some of the best. So maybe you're banking on this this staff's ability to to raise the floor. Isaiah Prince is another toolsy college free agent out of uh, a street free agent uh, out of Ohio State. Uh, so my worry is a little bit outside. So just like you said, I don't really feel good about the interior options. Uh, maybe they really like Kyle Fuller. I uh, maybe uh, Luke Wattenberg. I think that ship sailed. Alex Forsyth. Uh, maybe is good, um, but they lasted that long in the draft for a reason. So, yeah, some depth there would be tremendous. I'm really worried about the running back room. Oh, yeah. I think that there are guys that could be good. I don't know if Tony Jones Jr. can be any good. Uh, a guy with some returnability, special teams ability, um, pass catching ability. But no one really on the roster right now, outside of Joe Monte Williams, has ever been successful at being the lead lead back so that is an area that i think on offense gives me a ton of trepidation so uh, that would be an aspect and you know i've been pounding the table forever uh, for the broncos to start cooking so so, um if you can why don't you uh tell me some names because i agree with you um there is there's definitely an issue with uh running back I, i i think like you said Jones uh, Jr., again, he can be a special teams contributor, but um, a lot is left to be desired there. And uh, it's almost like we're, we're going through the same kind of backs uh, with uh-huh. with Gordon and, and uh, Boone again. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling the room either, honestly. I, I thought I was going to be okay with it. Maybe this signifies that Javante Williams is doing okay. But again, at the same time, even with Javante Williams, if he were to be healthy, I'd want another back there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, think I mean, leaving uh, at that. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, you got you got your your old workhorses like Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette available. Mark Ingram has been a guy that, you know, if you have Mark Ingram and Samaje P. Ryan, essentially they're the same dudes. They're both reliable, et cetera, that could contribute. Daryl Williams of yesteryear with Kansas City, I think, is a guy that could come in and and still produce. Uh, Malcolm Brown has shown the ability to be that guy. Uh, Darrington Evans who, out of App State, uh, I think, could have or, or should have maybe got an extra run. And same with Benny Snell Jr. Um, out of Kentucky was with Pittsburgh. But I think there are rumblings that the Vikings or uh, have been in talks with an AFC team about moving Dalvin Cook. I think that the Broncos, with a plethora of receivers, have something maybe that the Vikings need with Adam Thielen gone um, that could help sway a deal. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But that would be, again, a player I think could really benefit from change of scenery. And uh, that, that team needs to get out of some salary any way, shape, or form they can. I think the Broncos have a need at starting running back. I think you let Javante, you put him on the pup or the NFI, and you don't take him off at minimum for eight weeks. You have a starting running back who can get spelled by Samaj P. Ryan. I think his contract is up. Delvin Cooks is next year anyway. So it would probably take a lot to pull. Uh, so real big fan of that. 
I think Zeke would be fine on a pretty cost-effective deal. I think Leonard Fournette would be fine on a cost-effective deal. You don't really need home run hitters at this point. You need steady eddies who can uh, pick up blitzes. You know, if they need to catch the ball at the backfield, they can. And when you hand it off to them, you feel good that they can fall forward. You know, if they're getting three, four yards of carry, I think that that is good enough. Uh, running back by committee has been the way of Sean Payton forever. So uh, maybe they go into camp and and start seeing how some stuff goes. There's always someone available at some point. So not something that I'm overly worried about. But again, Damari Crockett uh, coming in off an ACL injury. Yeah. Avery McAllister seemed like a dude. Uh, and then we've talked about some of the, the college free agents uh, in McLaughlin and Emmanuel Wilson, who are probably just guys. Tyler Batty, I think, could be something, but really in the Darren Sproles pass receiving kind of role. So, um, you know, maybe they're holding out hope for Javante Williams. I just wouldn't. I would bring in someone that you feel can contribute. On the defensive side, um, what's an area that you feel like could use a little bit of depth or. Uh, is there a starter that you feel like could be out there that you would like to see come in? Yeah, for me, uh, obviously, the def- defensive line is, is somewhat of a concern for me. Um, I think you have the bodies in terms of a, a few guys uh, in terms of nose tackle. You have Purcell, you have DJ Jones. I'm not a fan of DJ Jones per se. I think he uh, he fits kind of the the role that he needs to, but he he's a little bit overpaid. So I think this is honestly his last year uh, here. That's just thinking of he- ahead, and I'm honestly interested where Mike Purcell goes from here after this year. Uh, I hate to say that on both those guys, but you know there's going to be some movement on uh, nose tackle. So let's see where that goes. Honestly, um, again, Jonathan Harris is someone who's been grinding it out very hard for a long time. It feels like. Uh, and every single time you see him in the, in playing in those, uh, games and when he gets those chances, he he's a very good run stuffer. He's, he's making the best of his opportunity, really like it. Um, but I'm, I'm very concerned with those, that nose tackle and right defensive end position. I think you have someone great in Matt Henningsen who can be a rotational great guy. Um, but I think again, Uzaraki, uh, I'm saying that wrong. Um, Uzaraki. Sorry again, uh, but again, he he showed a little bit to me. But again, it felt like only on stunt plays he was able yep. to get free and make some make some plays. And he was designed to be the player to make some disruption on those plays. So very concerned about that. Um, but again, it, it's up to the defensive line to get something more out of it. I I don't really know who's the names out there. Do you? Does Shelby Harris want to come back to Denver? I think he does for the fans. Does he for the staff? It's a good question. I mean, it's a totally new staff. Um, you know, I would think he would make a ton of sense. Uh, that to me would be a, a smart, a smart move. Um, you know, Michael Brockers is a, is a pro. Uh, all of these guys probably aren't going to cost you very much. It's probably why they're still out there, to be honest. Could Adamican Sue want to come in for a cheap vet deal and, um, and, and come and contribute. I thought he played pretty well in a stint in Philly. But again, you know, no names here that are necessarily eye-popping that would make me feel overly fantastic about it. The one connection that you could look at uh, is Albert Huggins, who I, I don't know a ton about, but played with New Orleans uh, during Sean Payton's time there. So uh, uh, undrafted in 2019, played at Clemson. Um, but you know, not someone that has been a, a, a huge contributor over the last several years. So 
Um, you know, was on the practice squad, got bumped up a little bit. Uh, so we shall see uh, there. But, you know, no names, but I do agree with you. I think the defensive line, it's it's I like G- DJ Jones. I think he's a really good player, actually. Um, I, I like Mike Purcell, too. I don't know that either of them are guaranteed to be after be here after this year. DJ Jones guaranteed money essentially falls off after this year. Uh, right. And and Mike's contract is only for uh, this year. You hope Henningsen and Awazarike really kind of pick it up. Your guy Mustafer, DJ Mustafer, uh, is a really big body, can take up some space. Uh, so you think or hope at three fifteen to three thirty, depending on what uh, what site you look at. Um, you know, maybe he's a guy that learns to fill out a little bit, takes up blocks. Probably isn't going to push uh, push the you know push the pocket much, but if he can take up a bunch of guys in the run. Uh, for a college free agent, that ain't too bad. So that'll be something interesting. I like that. I would like another uh, vet in somewhere in the secondary too. I think, uh, you know, if Riley Moss is your fourth corner as of right now, or saying Bassey, uh, with with the rate that guys get hurt in this league, not ideal for me. Uh, right. And, you know, and at least some competition, bringing a, bringing a starting caliber defensive back. Uh, a corner would be great. I really am less worried about the safety position. I used to be. I think JL Skinner, if he's healthy, can come and back up. I really like PJ Locke. Uh, we'll see what um, Valerian Turner Yale can do uh, with another opportunity to be able to come in. But there's some pretty interesting names. Shaq Griffin uh, is out there. Previously, Jacksonville and Seattle. Ronald Darby, of course, is still out there. Um, I think those are contributors. PJ Williams, who Florida State alum. Uh, played at New Orleans has always been a, a good kind of third or fourth corner. Uh, that's a guy that I think can play boomer bust. Jason Verrett has, he's either on the field and producing or he's in the training room. Uh, so someone that you could, uh, uh, you could say could be a helpful player in this league. Lamar Jackson, that other Lamar Jackson, I think could be a good contributor. So um, some solid ish players on, I think some players that can come in Terrence Mitchell, uh, or some names again. Our friend Bryce Callahan, who I think played for 1.2 million last year, I think he can come in and probably that contribute. minimum. Yeah, yep. Uh, Troy Hill, who's been a pretty good outside corner, could play a little bit inside. Casey Hayward, a good vet. So I think with these names, Bradley Roby again, who has ties here and uh, in New Orleans, I think that those are players that really could come in. William Jackson has been a pretty good uh, man corner if they if they look for that. Uh, Marcus Peters. Uh, who is a ball hawk. He's going to give up some plays, but he will get you some turnovers if he's healthy. And then there's some names of guys that you can come in with incentive deals and feel good about the floor. Trey Flowers, who's been an okay player in this league, Artie Burns, former first-round pick. So some pretty good names there. I think someone will get a crack. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, and then obviously we have talked about um, Graham Jackson coming back. So uh, we shall see. I think that those are some names. Quick question for you. Maybe yeah. tell me a little bit about your thoughts about Pagay uh, in Dubusi, in Dubusi. Um, yes, the... who is uh, you know about the the uh, NFL International plan or or program. So exactly. six foot six defensive lineman um, at three twenty three, three twenty three. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe just if there's anything that you know about that program and kind of what you want to share about that. 
Well, you know, I assume it was probably really close to something that Damani Leach was a part of. That is something that he specialized in was, you know, spreading the game out into different areas. And and that's, you know, we're talking about obviously going to games and, and playing games. So, um, you know, they want in, in different countries for people to start playing football. So there can be a developmental system where, again, there's so much talent in, in different countries where you want that. Um, so that's really what the NFL is trying to do here. I know about when it comes to the program, uh, these players don't count against your 90 man roster. So these are mm-hmm. people that you essentially can hold on your roster, take some, uh, take some reps. You can really watch and, and essentially again, get that free roster spot. Um, and when it comes when it comes to this, you know he's six seven. Honestly, I, when you looked at him in Arizona last year, again with Vance Joseph, so there's a connection already built there. He he was on their team uh, before they had to make their final cuts. So he's you know he's been with Vance Joseph in the past. They they've played together. They know each other well. So I assume they have some ties, and there won't be any you know need for issues in terms of you know getting into to the Broncos headquarters personally. So uh, I think this is just a really smart, easy deal for, for the Broncos to do. Yeah. You know, and I, how cool is it? You know, someone that's worked their butt off in Nigeria playing a game that's pretty foreign to that region um, in any terms of any professional or organized fashion to have a chance to play in the league. I think it's just, it's dope. Uh, It's phenomenal. You know, there's what, six, six Nigerian players that were selected, which is, which is super cool. Um, so I'm really excited about it. And that, you know, at that size with some of the athleticism that I've, I've kind of heard about, that's awesome. You know, if, uh, if anyone's going to be hungry for some coaching and opportunity, I have no doubt that, um, uh, Indubosi, I'm going to get that right at some point. Um, will be a guy that really wants to to be able to get it into play. So super excited about that. Super excited about opportunity. Yeah, I think with, uh, uh, his the weight was in a, their roster. the one thing I, I was a little concerned about was his weight. I wasn't sure if he was actually three hundred and mm-hmm. what uh, three pounds. It seems like he needs to gain some actual weight. Weight to me, um, you know, get some food in him, eat eat well. I, I'm not saying that's you know that's just because he feels like a skinny athletic guy and you, you want him to be in the interior defensive line, I believe. So if you, if that's where you want him, I want him to gain a little bit of weight and also, you know, strength as well. But again, I, I need some, some girth. I don't know what else to say mm-hmm. um, out of those guys. And, and he's a little bit too skinny for that six, seven frame at this point. I'm not saying he's Durant, you know, um, but he, he right. needs to fill it out. I concur. Um, I concur. I think that that's a, uh, that's a good opportunity. And you know what? You know, the NFL nutrition process is a place to be able to get right. Uh, the NFL will give you every opportunity to do so effectively. And so, again, they have, it's 90 man roster. You can stay the entire way until the camp ends. He has the, the greatest opportunity to show himself off. Again, the, the practice squad can get him in uh, on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a fantastic opportunity. And he can develop into someone who can be a roto- roto- rotational player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think so too. I think that there's an area like we were just talking about. That's an area where, um, where in my opinion, they really can take a risk on a guy and, and have him be able to come and contribute. And he's got a shot. I think that that's a, uh, that's awesome. You know, you, you see, uh, you know, Giannis in, in the uh, NBA, you're seeing it 
all over the place in baseball, right? With uh, uh, with Latin America, et cetera. The opportunity to capitalize on global markets. One, there's talent all over. Uh, and so to not regionalize it the way that it has been, I think gives Broncos a really good opportunity here. Um, you know, you, you never know. And what a cool, not only a cool marketing story if it were to be successful, um, but just, a, you know, it's an area that we think you can you can make actual we can gain something from it. It's yeah. not just this is not just for show and trying to get someone in here and show that we yeah. oh, hey we're international we're trying to do yeah. that. I know Damani Leach really has that. Um, Damari Leach, excuse me, has a lot of uh, that going in him. He wants to expand the game, but this this is no joke. This has nothing to do with uh, going outside of anything besides football. Yeah, I concur. I think uh, it's a good opportunity for for them in this league. So. Um, you know, and really, in my opinion, there's probably Zach Allen, DJ Jones. Uh, those are the two givens based on their contracts. You know, Mike Purcell is probably a lock. Um, Matt Anningson and Wazirike around four round six picks. They're not locks to make this team. Uh, so really, there's there's a lot that could be in flux. You know, Jonathan Harris for what we think he can come and contribute. Um, this staff might not like him. And so, you know, really there's, there's two guys that are definite, three guys that are probables and then you know, opportunity. So hopefully he takes, uh, he, he takes the most of it in here and, and pushes for a roster spot. So we're going to call that the show. If you have any thoughts, please let us know. Um, again, we're going to sign out any last words there, John, before we uh, adjourn. No, I'm very, very happy to go over this roster that we did and uh, excited to see the changes that happened by the end of everything. Yeah, they ain't done, folks. We've seen some other teams make some moves. I have no doubt that the Broncos will make a, a move or two. And so with that, um, my co-host here, again, follow him on Twitter, at John K NFL. You can find me at DR underscore N Manning, or you can find the podcast at Orange underscore and underscore Brew. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Take care of one another. And of course, go Broncos. Go Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. At Post University, you will have educators and advisors springing into action to provide you with personal support. Because whatever your goals, whether you're online, on campus, or both, Support means everything. See how support is helping people like you succeed and start your path now at post.edu/support. That's post.edu/support.